Well, yeah, certainly. I mean, it was our fault. We made a mistake. Spotter said it was clear. I wasn't clear, and, you know, I didn't want to tear my car, tear his car up either. I respect everybody, and I demand respect. And, you know, I apologize to the guy when he came over the car, explained to him what happened, and then he took it to another level when he started calling me an idiot and whatever else. And I don't appreciate that. I'm not going to take it. I told him how I fell. I called him out. He didn't show. You know, so, you know, I'm good with it. He's good with it, but I'm not going to be disrespected by no means. Yeah, I guess uh, I had a dinner date at Applebee's last night that I didn't find out until it was too late. It's a shame. Love their riblets and boneless wings, but... Uh... First trip to Applebee's in 2024. We are your unauthorized and undignified motorsports podcast. I am Brian with Ashley and Rob. As always, folks, how we doing this year? Good. That's a really good, that's the best intro. We might have to write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> undignified. And that's the damn truth after the past couple weeks I've had. How about you, True Love? Uh, slightly more dignified. <laughs> Well, um, oh. it's it is midway through January. We're, we're past halfway through January, oh, and yeah. we've got a uh, couple weeks until the Cup season and NASCAR and pretty much everything gets gets going. But uh, we're here to uh, kind of recap our last few weeks off. Uh, Rob's got Chili Bowl stories to tell, and me and Ashley did a couple things and off season news and all that good stuff. So, uh, man, I don't even know where to start. Let's let's get into some news first, Rob. What, what's our first uh, news story for uh, for the year? Oh, I don't even know. There's so many of them. Uh, I, wanna, I, I just want to kick it off by talking about, we didn't have to really go too deep into this, but Rowdy Energy shut down um, because <laughs> there's lead and arsenic in there. So maybe pour those down the <laughs> sink if you happen to have those in your little man cave fridge or wherever the fuck. The initial press release for that whole deal just kind of made it sound like, uh, you know, we lost market share, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, yes, yeah, I don't know if it was the same day or the next day. It's like, oh, lead in, in all these flavors. So, uh, I you know, I was a fan personally. F- FDA but, report. Yeah. Thankfully, I didn't drink too many of them. So I, I hopefully will not have any lasting damage. I think but, I only uh, ever had RIP one. Rowdy. Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all see their picture he posted today? No. It's him in like head to toe camo gear fishing. Yeah, so the, you don't want the fish to see you. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. He's sneaking up on them suckers. He's really embracing that RCR lifestyle. Fucking hey, yeah, Pop Pop made him go to Bass Pro and spend a couple hundred bucks on some gear and a tree stand to go trout fishing or whatever the fuck. I gotta see this. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I don't think that man's ever worn camo in his life. But nope. may, maybe he's a hunter. I don't know. He doesn't strike yeah. me as one. I, I want to say I read an interview somewhere recently where he's like, I've hunted a tiny bit, and I think, yeah, he had to go out on some hunts with, with Richard. Um, I bet he, he does not to, seem like yeah. <laughs> He does not seem like an outdoorsman whatsoever. No, he's a very much an avid indoorsman. I would. He's very busy shooting Samantha's Instagram reels for her. Yeah, he's okay, so, so this is swamp camo. <laughs> so this is almost fitting for where he's at, Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what kind of fish that is. I'll reserve, I'll reserve judgment <laughs> until I see the picture, but yeah. It's that camo that's all like straw and like the Martian shit, so. Yeah, for ducks. I don't think it really serves any purpose uh, on yeah. a boat. I don't know. I don't, I've never worn head to toe camo to go fishing. But. Fishing for ducks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's probably uh, the coolest news, you know. <laughs> let's. <laughs> While we're talking about one brand dying, let's talk about another dead brand. The SRX uh, series uh, looks like that's done. Um, not uh, not officially. I know there there's still some 
quote unquote hope that it'll there's come still back. some but... refunds to issue, so that office is going to be open <laughs> for at least six weeks. Yeah, you know. I mean, they had um, already sold out a couple races, hadn't they? Yeah, I mean, they already had tickets on sale. They had drivers starting to line up. Um, you know, I know they were working on an international race, which ended up not panning out. The only thing I can guess is there must be some sponsorship stuff behind the scenes that that came out or didn't didn't pan out before. I don't, other checks hard to start going out, you know? I don't believe that ESPN had announced that they were going to be the TV partner either. Now, I might be wrong about that because I wasn't paying too close of attention, but... Uh, I, think ES, I think ESPN was mentioned in the SRX press release where, you know, we want to let our TV partners know. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it was, if it was announced yet either, but... Um, it was very. It's very strange to see that. Now I know a lot of people also thought that uh, Ray Evernham resurrecting the IROC name uh, was the reason why, and well, I don't think there's those anything. announcements came like one yeah, after the like other. Like Ray, yeah. yeah, Ray announced that he had <laughs> bought IROC, and then like 30 seconds later, SRX was <laughs> announcing their cancellation. But that sounds Which, like that's going to be more of a like they're actually going to have these dudes out there in old school cars like hot rods I and don't shit. Know. I don't know what the fuck that's all about because that seems like a, pa- a bad idea. Um, I don't know. Well, it, nothing the, the nothing ever happened bad in, in, in racing during the seventies. Like those cars are perfectly <laughs> safe. <laughs> well, I just—I mean, where, hey, where the hell do you get them? I mean, no, I, I know SRX. Uh, the cars were an issue there. Just the fact that like they I rarely ever wind had blows wrong on those SRX cars and they were falling apart. That's a fact. Well, they had Paul Tracy out there. Oh, yeah, what they did. Yeah, uh, having it. a little rodeo, taking his PBR sponsorship a little bit too seriously. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, personally, I'm not going to miss SRX too much. I think the last season uh, was actually pretty decent, and I, I mm-hmm. personally enjoyed the fact that they switched to Thursday nights because that was a nice. It was a nice like intro to the racing weekend. You know, Thursday Thursday nights generally yeah. most of us don't have a whole lot going on, so it was a nice little thing to watch for a few weeks, but. It was kind of sure. NASCAR light. The cars looked weird, um, yeah. and it's it, it definitely did not have the prestige of IROC. You, no. you know, IROC had all current day drivers, all the best of the best, whereas SRX, it's like, yeah, you might have a couple cup guys here, but it's all retired folks and maybe a couple young guns. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I'm excited to see what Ray does with IROC just because he, his track record with, with starting things the last couple decades is... <laughs> Not been great, but um, I'm interested, I guess. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of the opposite with SRX. Like, I thought it was a cool concept, but them being on Thursdays, like, generally, like, by the time they started running, there was always racing happening on Thursday nights. If you had, like, a World of Outlaws or a Dirt Vision subscription or Flow or Racing America, there's always shit going on on Thursdays that I was watching instead. Like, if given the opportunity to watch the World of Outlaws over, you know, a bunch of guys over 50, like, mm-hmm. racing single file, um, and then, like, <laughs> Doug Kobe whooping ass, you know. Well, that was cool, I guess. I feel like that was more of a – SRX is more of an in-person event to kind of witness rather than watching it on TV. Like, I just never felt like they really figured it out. And if given the option of watching other racing, uh, especially the stuff I'm really into, then that's what I'm going to do rather than flip it on ESPN uh, to, to watch that. So kind of a tough – it's a tough – uh, concept to really get out there to people because your audience is already pretty small. You're probably not getting new fans to tune in. You know, this is very much a I've been watching racing for a while kind of series. I don't think there's any new fan out there excited to flip on the TV and watch Elio Castroneves and Paul Tracy out there race these fucking square body fucking 
Matchbox cars. <laughs> well, what's funny is my my buddy Ed, who listens to the show, um, he was actually bummed because like he was mainly a race fan in the early two thousands, like when he was a kid. So like he was like, oh, I know all these guys, and yeah. now he's he's like, where am I going to see Bobby Labonte? I'm like, well, you have to go find a modified race somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Smart like, tour, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, out of all right. the guys to mention, he's the one still running pretty much full time. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I'm I'm looking at the notes here. Actually, since we started off with all the negative news, I'm trying to figure out which story to tell that's kind of got uh, negative and positive. Let's let's well, let's Maddie go D with not having a ride is both of those yeah. things. Well, that's, that's, that's who you I was going to say the that's uh, the one. <laughs> the Cody Ware, the Cody Ware and Maddie D. So yes, um, he's back, folks. Yeah, we were so we were told behind the scenes that Maddie D had a line a uh, ride lined up obviously we're not going to tell you with who um and yeah, it was like a part-time a, deal but yeah part-time deal uh but maybe a week or so after I think we were told this story uh Maddie comes out with his video that oh, still don't have anything sorted uh, sponsorship fell through well he said uh, the weird thing about it was he said that they made the choice they as in Maddie D and his crew made the decision to stop working with whatever sponsor this was which is not something you hear sure all that often. you did yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's yeah. also what i thought <laughs> i don't know maddie d just loves to throw together one of his sad poor pitiful me videos posts on the <laughs> internet so um i mean if, if y'all want to figure out the math as to who which team we might be talking about do the research yourself i guess it remains to be seen um, BK Racing, he's coming back. They're coming back, he's coming <laughs> yep. back. Um, but, again, uh, a driver that is coming back is Cody Ware. Uh, you know, Cody worse. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, the, Maddie the, D doesn't uh, totally suck, and then Cody Ware is just, uh, when you're talking about talent level anyway, uh, yeah, I know it's the family team. He's coming back to Rick Ware. He's going to split time in the 15 with Kaz Grala, who, which I'm kind of excited to see him out there and see what he can do uh consistently in a cup car uh i think when he mm -hmm. ran uh the three that one time when austin Dillon had a tummy ache or whatever happened um was that the roval or daytona i can't remember which one it was but Kaz, i think it was daytona yeah Kaz just had a daytona. couple of nice showings in a cup car uh and a, a couple of not very good showings as well uh, but he's he's a, a decent driver so it'll be cool to see what he can do to add to the program they got justin haley over there too and now um uh, Junior is going to be over there. Not Dale Jr., but uh, <laughs> Cody Ware. <laughs> He's been exonerated. It's all good. He didn't choke anybody, folks, apparently. That was made up. So, <laughs> I feel like his dad was probably hoping he would go to prison so that he wouldn't have to put him back in that car. Yeah. Yeah. But and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll... <laughs> One more thing to bring the yellow out, I guess. So, mm -hmm. well, that's true. You can always count on him. Very true. Um, so next up, um, <laughs> next week is is the clash uh, in Los Angeles. So next week, no, the week after. Oh, are you, are right? you sure? Hold on. Well, no, it's it's next it's week. It's like a week like and a half. This coming right? weekend. It's 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 it's. What day it's is it? Oh yeah, that's right. 
That's it's right. Next yeah. week, folks. Next week. We're, next week's the clash. And um, this year, NASCAR decided to do the format a little bit differently, um, running the heat races uh, with qualifying on Saturday as a standalone event, and then all of the uh, the Concy race and the main event on Sunday. Which a, a good idea, in my opinion. Plus, the Mexico Series is going to be involved too, which I think is really fucking cool. Yes, that's yeah. some good racing that most people don't even know exists. So that'll be neat to see those guys across the border. But initially, with this change, it was announced that on Saturday, no fans would be allowed in the stadium, which, before we even get into what happened, is absolutely fucking insane in 2024 to do any sort of race with no audience. Like, why do you want to go back to the COVID era? It doesn't make any sense. Even if it's an exhibition race, very weird to put that on TV. Well, another piece of the, the fan uproar was that all the heats used to be run on Sunday, and when you bought a ticket... You got to see the entire show. You saw yeah. all, all the heats. You mm-hmm. saw the the Concy race or the B main, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Then the feature, of course. Yeah, yeah. It, the, and, splitting and it up like this and not allowing the fans in greatly reduced how much racing you were going to see. And especially if you're a fan that like, say for instance, if if I wanted to go, plane tickets are only like a hundred bucks. I actually could do this if I wanted, but to only go for one fucking day, it's not worth that whole trip. Yeah, well, you definitely how, make it up on the back end with how expensive the tickets to get in are. Plus, like if you want to bring. If you want to have a beer, that's going to cost you like 38 American dollars, you know. And, it's just... and, and, and now you get to see Machine Gun Kelly, which I was oh, expecting. Oh I was trying to figure out, like, which fucking 90s rap act are they going to bring out? E-40? Uh, I would fuck with E-40. Cypress. That's the thing. Machine Gun <laughs> uh, Kelly exactly. is fucking trash. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's awesome. Know. It's for the whippersnappers. It is for the whippersnappers. But E-40 would have been so good. I don't know why yeah. you had to bring that up. Now I'm pissed off. <laughs> but... All was resolved because um, after tons of backlash from the media and from fans, and I don't know if anybody else in NASCAR was also pissed off about this, but I think it was within 48 hours. Didn't uh, take long. They sent old Ben Kennedy out there to do his first damage control. (laughs) Yeah, it was reversed, and not only are fans allowed in on Saturday, it's free to the public. So actually a very good idea. This allows anybody around to just come in and check out the racing and, and yeah, the, the heat races are generally somewhat exciting. Um, now, in discussing this with some people, people wondered if this was the plan all along. No fucking no, way NASCAR had the foresight to do this. Yeah. There's not a chance that they would have done this. Why on no, earth no. would you let people get mad first and then say, oh, my bad, dog. There's no, there's no way. No way. Yeah. Um, but like, so yeah, that's, yeah. Historically, that's the, the heat races have been the best races the out of the clash. That's yeah. the so, fucking show. Yeah. And the fact that they've been all on the same day up till now, people bought their ticket just thinking they were getting those. Like they they didn't say it when they bought their ticket that oh, just kidding. Mm-hmm. You only yeah. get also uh, Jim Utter can step up and kiss my dick uh, for his little God, tweet that about that guy. Uh, saying yeah. that fans ought to read their tickets and blah blah blah. I was like, well, fans were under the assumption that shit was gonna run like normal. You fucking douchebag. So fuck well, Jim Otto. Yeah. That guy's a prick. That but. that boot that bootlicker just he whatever. Any anytime anybody claps back at him, he just wants to say the exact opposite. He's a total contrarian. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck um, that guy. And then again, I have to defend <laughs> Brett Griffin in this incident. Because totally right. One hundred percent right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, again, I don't want to. I don't want to start liking Brett, but I cannot argue how much no, no he one actually said you had to like him. Yeah. Well, and... Brett is almost always one hundred percent correct when it comes to his opinions on fan experience. 
Yeah. That's the business he deals in. He's been in the sport for a very long time, and that guy knows exactly what he's talking about when it comes to getting people to stick around and watch this shit and to get brands to come in and, uh, you know, communicate with the, the consumer. So he knows what he's talking about, and he's 100% right. Like, how much can you take away from the fan over time before they stop coming? Yeah. And this is a great fucking example of how you do that and get people to stop coming is by, you know, allowing events to happen, but then not letting people have access to them. Yeah. We're not even talking like meeting the drivers or like shaking their hands, which, by the way, I'll, I got a little rant to go on in a few minutes here because I want to rip on Joey Logano a little bit, too, after my experience at the Chili Bowl talking about fans being spoiled <laughs> and shit. But, yeah, it's just come on. Like, you can't have cars on track in the middle of fucking Los Angeles and not at least charge a ticket price to let people in there. That's fucking insane. Yeah. But nothing, uh, nothing to worry about. Cause they fixed it. uh, it's all good. All yeah, that bitching for nothing. So. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this will be the final news piece. Uh, speaking of fixing things, um, That's right. it was announced last year that, uh, news, Speedway, uh, the infamous five eighths of a mile, uh, track in, uh, Pennsburg, West Virginia was going to be reopening. But unfortunately, it was announced that they were going to be doing a quarter-mile oval inside the track because for a bunch of different reasons, uh, the big track could not be resurrected yet. However, uh, it seemed like towards last year, things were getting kind of quiet with the the track construction, and people were wondering what was going on, and it was announced uh, last week that uh, after a surprising meeting with the... uh, the people of Pennsboro and the city and all that stuff. Uh, the big track is back. Uh, they're going to completely scrap the quarter mile. It's gone. They've scrapped their April 20th show. Uh, they're going to be doing everything on Moral Day weekend now. Uh, the big track is back. Now, I guess what I'm, awesome. I wouldn't say worried about is one of the things that, uh, one of the reasons why they said they weren't going to bring the big track back was a, the racing wasn't that great, which I kind of, don't necessarily agree with the B they were concerned about drivers showing up that the big track was a issue with the motors hello yeah oh yeah. you're still okay i was gonna say the mics <laughs> the mics the mics didn't look like they were working i was no, we're, sure we're, we're listening buddy okay. taking it all in so one of the uh the things they said was uh you know the strain on the motors and the speed they were worried if some of these guys were actually going to come and show up and i guess we'll see what happens in may um but it seems like the feedback's been pretty positive. I th- I think at this point my Memorial Day weekend plans are sewn up. Um, I was already kind of considering going to this, and as much as the 600 is cool, I think I got to go to Pennsboro now. Yeah. Like there's just it's going to be an experience. And Rob, I feel like you should probably come. But it's um, not it's not all that far. It's probably seven hours from here. And yeah, I, well, that, it's, it's only well, hey, you you fly into Cleveland. And the airport's five minutes from my house, and the track is three hours. So. Whew. That's, a, that's not, not even a hard bargain, buddy. Yeah. So. I don't even mind driving to that because uh, that is something you're going to want to see. And, again, if if this big track ends up not drawing everybody they want to or the racing's dog shit and freight train and aero racing, all that shit, um, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, you're going to be want to be there for the first one regardless. Yeah. It's one of those things like North Wilkesboro. It doesn't matter if the race sucks. It doesn't matter. Pennsboro's back. You can be at the facility. You can see race cars. You can take in that history. Uh, I think that is that's just fucking awesome. I was really happy to hear that uh, they were able to get that sorted out because that was always kind of part of the plan. They were going to get the five eighth mile at least in, in condition to where they can run it once in a while, yeah. and at the very least, fans will be able to uh, walk the track and still be able to see it. But this is this is far better in my opinion. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I, I, I'm hoping it's not my first super late model race. I'm hoping I get to go to one between now and then, so I, I at least kind of know what I'm getting into. But either way, um, to get to go and experience that a year after experiencing the rebirth of North Wilkesboro would be pretty fucking cool. So, um, yeah, but again, ending the news with a positive note um, and on to the rest of the season. Fucking A. But um, in saying that, uh, we did do a little bit of racing stuff in the last few weeks, and, and I'll start with my tiny bit of uh, you know racing experience, because I didn't really do a whole lot. Um, I did end up going back to New York for Christmas, which is normally, uh, normally I go to the Carolinas, but um, the only, you know, I got to go and stop by 07 Racing Collectibles in Binghamton and, and nice. see my buddy Tom, and then the weekend after that was the First ever uh, Northeast Legends uh, roundtable at the uh, Dirt Modified Hall of Fame in Weedsport. And, you know, it was a good time. There, there's not really a whole lot to report. Um, if you want to actually go and watch uh, the roundtable itself, it is on the uh, Modified Hall of Fame Facebook page. Uh, really, the, the bummer about that experience was the weather. Um, half the reason why I even decided to come out to this was to meet up the next day with some friends of mine and go to the skate park in Rochester but the weather was shit all weekend uh driving out there I drove into snow um I know a lot of the folks you know had to drive from out east and and had to drive through a ton of snow so the whole show kind of got started early and ended early there was no mingling like as soon as we were done eating and done talking everybody just bounced no mingling um because I mean there was like (laughs) By the time the dinner was over with, there was like four or five inches of snow on the ground outside. So um, definitely nice. kind of balled up the weekend a little bit, but, you know, it's nice Were to see. Were you the uh, only person ex- not wearing a tuxedo? Oh, God, no, not at all. This was this was <laughs> not a fancy affair. the only affair. one wearing a tuxedo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this, this was not a fancy affair. Nobody was, nobody was dressed up, so it's nothing. too bad. It is yeah. a shame, yeah. Uh, but... It was a good time either way. And again, nice to see Kenny Tremont and talk to him for a few minutes and, uh, you know, again, hear him and Billy Decker and, and the other guys that were there. It's, it's If you're a modified guy, it's worth going and watching the video. But, um, oh, cool. you know, that was pretty much my, my racing stuff. I will be going hopefully to Charlotte sometime in the next few weeks for a little bit of racing tourism. But that's pretty much it, just getting my plans together for the racing year. But uh, I know Ashley and Rob both took some trips, so you're up. Yeah. Uh, yep. I did a couple things. Uh, first of all, I want to say I've been dealing with uh, dental issues for like the past several weeks, which is really annoying. And I've kind of developed a little bit of a lisp because of it, which is also really annoying. But I'm supposed I to have can't surgery. Hear it. Yeah, no, nobody would have known I, if you well, would have had I can to hear it. it. <laughs> I can hear it. It drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm having to have a surgery in March, so maybe that'll fix it. But anyway, so. Uh, when was this? A couple weeks ago, uh, Andy said he had a surprise for me, and he wouldn't tell me what it was. But when he picked me up, he was hauling his drift car. I was like, okay, so it's going to be drift car related. He still wouldn't tell me where we were going. But we ended up going to Atlanta Motor Speedway and getting to do some laps in his uh, drift car around the speedway. That's so sick. Which was insane. (laughs) That's so sick. just being there when it's completely empty, like having a place like basically to yourself in itself was like cool. But yeah, got to do a few laps and that repave is nuts. It's like 
Slicker than pig snot. <laughs> Fast. Yeah. You, going in those curves, you feel like you are just so high in the air, which, I mean, you are, but, like, going at those speeds. Yeah. Several stories up in the air, like, it, it was crazy. The G-forces, too, and, like, whew. Do you have it your Hans really... device on? <laughs> Not to, Your neck restraints? Um, no, we didn't. We didn't even wear helmets, but we. That car does have like the five point harness in it or nice. whatever. So, but yeah, that was that was super cool. That's awesome. So, like, how did he hook that up? Do you even know? Um. Well, it was no, through his job. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was job related, but yeah. That's that's so fucking cool. Uh, that, and I know that's that's your home racetrack, too, for yeah. at least NASCAR anyway. Yeah. So that had to have been really cool to get out there. You've never done a ride along at Atlanta before, have you? No, not Atlanta. I've done a ride along in at Daytona, and I've done a ride along in a pace car at Dover. But this was the first Atlanta experience. And that's, yeah. that's fucking cool, man. And then afterwards, like a... The guy, I think he was the vice president of the Speedway. He was there, and like when he saw me and Andy like decked out in our vintage racing gear, he was like f- fanboying over that. So I think because of that connection of him like really digging what we were wearing, he was like, "Yeah, after you finish your laps, you can just go out there and do whatever you want, do a little burnout or whatever." So. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, after we finished our laps, we got to do a burnout on the start-finish line, too, which was, you know, how many people can say they've done that? Yeah, most NASCAR drivers can't. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie D can't. He definitely definitely cannot. Oh, man, that's awesome. So, yeah, that was was my racing stuff. We also went to uh, the Savoy Museum this past weekend and saw their Bigfoot exhibit that was the other thing i was going to ask you about because you sent us that photo of uh a bigfoot Uh, which one was it so they had what i think they had one they had eight they had Mm -hmm. the electric one and then they had like the bigfoot cruiser like the little street truck i think that was it yeah yeah that's that's those are the four they had that museum i had never been to i think it's like a new year museum and all the other cars in there were like uh, like 1930s 40s like super fancy so like the contrast of those insanely expensive fancy cars and then a row of giant monster trucks was pretty funny. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's you, that's what the the original um, Monster Truck Hall of Fame Museum in Indiana was like. Um, it was actually first housed in another automotive museum. Like you'd go in and there was one big part that had all regular cars and then there was another building off to the side. That's where all the monster trucks were now it's in its own facility but uh yeah kind of a weird dichotomy there yeah oh yeah what's the name of the museum again uh savoy s-a-v-o-y cool um i think they have like a lot of exhibits coming up i kind of want to go back soon because since the indianapolis motor speedway museum is closed for like two years or some shit while they're redoing it yep that they they're having like traveling exhibits and they're gonna have oh, a couple a couple of those come through there so well, that is something i'm interested in so <laughs> maybe i'll have to come down atlanta way and we'll, we'll go do that 
Yeah. I wonder if any of that stuff is going to go up to the uh, the Ford Museum, too, because I've, I've been meaning to go up to oh, that yeah. one in Detroit. I know they have a ton of old Ford racing shit there, so I I wonder if, because uh, Detroit, I think, is closer than where you guys are at to Indy, so. Yeah. Uh, mm, kind of. It's e- equidistant for me, but. I'm sure there's a, a list somewhere where, where all it's going. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have to check that out. Is that the indie collection is insane. So. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. Nice. Really, I'm really I'm just here to hear all about Rob's oh. chili bowl experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this is the main event, folks. Cause, uh, yeah, Rob yeah. Rob had a big week in Oklahoma. I sure and, fucking uh, did. We'll see what weeks. I can. <laughs> we'll see what I can remember about it. <laughs> Well, yeah, so my, uh, I said this about 38 times on the show uh, last season. Season two, by the way. Thanks for coming back, folks. Repeat listeners. Mm-hmm. And uh, for all you new listeners, uh, it's about time you showed up. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> last season I mentioned a bunch that uh, my family, uh, my parents are moving back to the Ozarks, which is where they're from, northwest Arkansas, from New Mexico, where I grew up. And as a result, I was going to have the opportunity to go to the fucking Chili Bowl Nationals in Tulsa, which has always been on pretty close to the top of my bucket list. But just them being closer and sort of having a launch pad to get there um, with ease, uh, definitely push that into the doable category. Um, Also, I haven't seen a lot of family out there in a long time. And I'll, I'll tell a quick story about going and seeing some folks out in eastern Arkansas that I hadn't seen since I was like nine, 10 years old or something like that. Um, they all live out towards Batesville, which, of course, is the home of Mark Martin. Um, one of my cousins, his name is Jim, good guy, really great guy, uh, turned out to be a really big NASCAR and racing fan in general. We're making plans to go to the topless at Batesville uh, this year. Um, oh, yeah. Of course, they're, they throw that race in the middle of August in eastern Arkansas, which is literally the worst fucking time <laughs> on earth to go down there. But <laughs> maybe that's why they run the feature like 2 a.m., but. Anyway, that's on the on the bucket list or the short list for this year is getting down there to hang out with Jim and the family and all that. Uh, he is a Ross Chastain fan. Just wanted to put Ooh. that out there into the world. Good um, to know he was, that. Maybe he, I'll come hang out. He was a Dale fan um, for years and years, and he likes Ross because he's a farmer and he doesn't take any shit. So I gotta can't argue with that. He also likes Kyle Larson, so that kind of brought me back in. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We won't get into his opinions on Chase Elliott, but, you know, that's, that's for a different okay, thank show. Thank you. Spare me. <laughs> well, we had us a good time talking on the couch all afternoon about that. Uh, anyway, like, so we stayed in Batesville. We were only down there for a night seeing family and all that. It was, again, really good to connect with all them. But we stayed in Batesville, um, and as we were driving back to the hotel, just me and my parents, uh, we passed Mark Martin Ford, which uh, I think there's a Stapleton video about a particular car in this dealership which houses the Mark Martin Museum. And it's got, like, his setup book in there of all of his, like, late model ASA setups and shit that he has memorized. That's, like, front and center in the lobby and all that, and a bunch of just random cars from his career. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I wonder what time it opens tomorrow. And so I check it out. They open it. The dealership opens at 8, and the museum opens when the dealership does. So, like, we're getting ready to haul back to northwest Arkansas trying to – I guess there, there was some rain in the forecast. My dad didn't want to drive in it. And so my dad gave me the most stereotypical dad shit imaginable. I was like, hey, so that Mark Martin dealership has a big museum in it, and it's open right now. Do you think we could swing back there, and I can just take a quick look and walk through? And he's like, this is what my dad said to me. And he's, he goes, well, 
It's about three miles in the wrong direction, so that's going <laughs> to set us off wrong for the day. So next time we'll go. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. I'd, I'd, I'd probably punch my dad. And I was like, showing him, but look. <laughs> three miles. Yeah, like, it's three miles in the wrong direction. That's going to set us off on the wrong way for the day. We got to get back. And so... So we we did. We headed back. <laughs> and I did not go see the Mark Martin Museum, but uh, like I said, you just I mean, sat in the back seat with your arms crossed, yeah, puffing and puffing exactly. the whole time. Yeah. Kicking, kicking no, the back of no the seat. No coffee, just fucking angry. Yeah. But it, <laughs> so I drank like a little half pint of Jim Beam uh, and a big Dr. Pepper I got at Wendy's, and uh, that was my night. Um, before, so I had that little hangover going. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good day, but um, I'll be back in Batesville. I'll see the family again, and, and we'll definitely uh, I'll get to check that museum out. You ever find yourself in Batesville though? Um, it, it's kind of neat to see a town where uh, a NASCAR driver is so highly revered. He's on the signs. His his name is everywhere. Like Mark Martin is still the fucking man uh, out in Batesville, Arkansas. And uh, yeah, I don't think you really see that all all that often anymore. If you come to Dawsonville. Well, I mean, besides there, of course, but. Yeah. And certainly not with any, like, modern drivers, really. I don't think you see that. I don't think there's a sign in Elk Grove, California for Kyle Larson. Right. <laughs> Even though there should be. But that was cool. Yeah, that's uh, cool. I didn't know that place, museum existed. Yeah, it's his own little private museum. Uh, if you look it up on Google Maps, you can kind of see what's in there. Uh, he, they got one of his Winn-Dixie Bush cars in there, which is really cool. And uh, some of his old late models. The first race car he ever had, which is what that Stapleton uh, video is about on YouTube. Uh, he actually, like I said, he goes to that museum and checks it out. But anyway, uh, that's a little side note here. Uh, okay, so we'll get to the main event. Uh, that was on Monday, I think. And then, uh, of course, the Chili Bowl started that night. Uh, I watched every single night down uh, in the basement of my parents' house. My mom actually got into it. I've never seen her get into racing before, but she was that's watching precious. the Chili Bowl with me. Real precious. Anyway, yeah, I, I, I sent you all the photo of my mom just pointing. Yeah. as I yeah. <laughs> Why did he slam his wheels like that? That was rude. I'm like, it was rude. You're correct. These kids race like shit. But <laughs> so anyway, like she started watching it on her own, which we'll get to why that was a problem later on. <laughs> but anyway, so Thursday comes along. Uh, that's three nights into the Chili Bowl. Uh, I was able to go Thursday through Saturday. I set sail from uh, from Bella Vista yeah, pretty early in the morning and uh, got to Tulsa about midday. Uh, bumped into Matthew Dillner, just walked straight into the building, didn't bother getting a wristband uh, on Thursday, just tried to keep my wrists uh, covered with my hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Met up with Dillner, um, got to watch Larson come in the building and all the darfs that followed him around all day. That was kind of funny. Of course, Larson announced like the day before that he was going to be running the Chili Bowl uh, kind of as a surprise. They took one of Tanner Carrick's uh, backup cars, and uh, they gave it to Larson, and uh, we'll get into that in a second, but just... I think I say this about every racetrack that has a very special air about it. Like just being in that building and seeing the driller statue out front and like walking into the garage and just the smell of methanol and dirt and just the sheer amount of cars and people that are in there uh, and just the general vibe in the room. It's, it's just something that like I can't even describe. Uh, it doesn't feel real when you walk in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just because you watch it on TV or, you know, streaming for however many years or whatever. And it just feels like it's a big event, but like I'm never going to see this. But to be standing right down in the belly of the beast, uh, that alone was worth uh, the effort getting out there. Um, 
but let's see what happened next. God, um, I, I went, <laughs> did a couple laps, said hi you to Dillner. You had some friends with you, didn't you? Well, Alex uh, eventually, you uh, he was not. So he, uh, okay. I was going to pick him up from the airport, but he managed to make friends with uh, some drag racing guys that happened to be of in town. Of course he did. Yeah, of course he <laughs> did. <laughs> on the flight from Austin to Tulsa. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, don't even bother coming to the airport. Just stay put. And uh, <laughs> I got a ride. I was like, what the fuck? Amazing. <laughs> he called them some old Austin boys. Uh, so I went and checked into the hotel, dropped my shit off, um, and then drove back. And, uh, yeah, by the time I got back, Alex had just arrived at the facility. We met up. We drank a couple beers, did a couple laps. Uh, and he's been to the Chili Bowl. Alex Hammett, of course, is the guy I'm talking about. Uh, I probably should have had him on the show, honestly. Yeah. Um, excellent BMX rider. If you know who the Bush Heavy boys are, um, on Instagram, uh, then he's one of the guys. He never wears a shirt. Even at the Chili Bowl, he had his shirt off. Uh, it was pretty cold in there, but, you know, that's what liquor's for, I guess. <laughs> and we uh, we settled in up in the Rowdies and made some friends, and that was uh, pretty much Thursday night. Um, we, there's a little – I don't know if you guys have paid close attention to the Chili Bowl um, setup, but the back stretch is where all the general admission is, and there's the big Rowdy section in turn two. That goes almost like halfway up the back stretch. And there's like a little, like little tiny grandstand on the other side of a concession stand next to it. It's like a little penalty box kind of thing. And that's where we settled <laughs> first. And it is the most violent race experience imaginable. Like you are just getting pelted with mud and just clods. I caught one in the throat almost immediately. You have to wear glasses over there because it's just fucking complete, vis- it's just straight violence, you know. <laughs> And uh, the racing, of course, and all the prelim nights was fucking excellent, and Thursday was no exception. Uh, Spencer Baston had a really fast car that he flipped early on, um, and he came all the way through uh, his heat and all the way through the B-mains, and uh, I think he finished second. Really put on a fucking show and was kind of under the radar for uh, a lot of folks, but, man, that guy was the show, uh, in my opinion. Uh, But Thursday was a stacked lineup. Ricky Thornton Jr. was out there. I was really excited to see that. Um... Uh, also, Kyle Larson being the big star here, and it was pretty much the most quintessential Kyle Larson performance you've ever seen. He was either impressing the hell out of everybody and just being breathtaking or wrecking himself, which he did twice. <laughs> which uh, That's real fucking whack. <laughs> that one last flip that he had, I'm trying to think, was it uh, who's uh, Justin? What the hell is his name? Justin uh, drives for Nas. He was on the Dirt Series. Oh, Justin Grant. Yeah, Justin Gray. He did the same thing Larson did, where he kind of just got into the wall and flipped his own car like, yeah, all by he, himself. Uh, he did sail up into the fence, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Larson totally overcooked it, wrecked himself, and uh, his chili bowl was over because he pretty much had to win or come in second. He might have been able to because he was also riding the Wild West Shootout, uh, racing a late model out in Vado, which by the way, Bobby Pierce pretty much cleaned everyone's clock out there. Uh, Larson did get one win out there um, as a sort of consolation prize, I guess. But, uh, yeah, he was running both events, so he pretty much had to win or come in second to transfer to the main event on Saturday. Maybe he could have made the B main, but he was starting all the way in the back, and he uh, he got into some shit early on as well, and he just he dug a big hole for himself from the get-go. He forgot his helmet bag in New Mexico, too, which is kind of funny. So <laughs> didn't start off great, but uh, and it didn't end well either, but it was definitely cool to watch him out there. And, uh, again, you got to see... Um, why he's his own worst enemy, but more, most importantly, it was really awesome to see him uh, 
doing some things in a race car that make people regard him so highly, myself included. I've never seen him run a midget before, and holy fuck, when he's when he's dialed in, it is yeah. unbelievable to watch. Um, so that was cool, <laughs> even though it didn't end so well. I'm glad you got to see your special boy. My special boy, <laughs> and also Ricky Thornton <laughs> Jr. out there. I was really more pulling for him, yeah. and uh, he um, he ended up in like the C main or something like that. I can't remember anymore. But that was a that was a good night. Uh, who the fuck won that? See, I was real drunk the whole time, so... Uh, oh, were you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Spencer Baston did win. That's right. He won uh, <laughs> the A feature. <laughs> yeah, my... Tanner Thorson the, also put on a big show there, and he came in second. Uh, he was kind of my pick for the night. But just listen to this fucking entry list on Thursday. Spencer Baston, Tanner Thorston, CJ Leary, Brady Bacon, Ricky Thornton Jr. Like, this is Kyle Larson. Gavin Bushell was out there. Of course, our buddy Jay, who uh, he'll come into the story in a couple minutes here. Uh, Jay works with Gavin in his career, um, and uh, he was pretty impressive in his uh, his run as well. Uh, but yeah, just such a stacked stacked lineup, uh, and like that would have been like an, the ultimate A main any other night in any other racetrack in the country. And the fact that, that was a Thursday prelim night um, was something special. So, anybody got any questions so far before we get into the party? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good for Thursday. <laughs> well, th- there's more to Thursday. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Thursday, daytime activities. Yeah. So, uh, Jay Pennell, who was a guest on our show last season, uh, he was on our World Finals uh, uh, recap episode because he's hanging out with me. He was also coming out to hang out with me and Alex. And he did not get until like 10 o'clock or something like that. And the Chili Bowl prelim nights typically wrap up around 9 30, 10. So, he's cutting it close anyway. Um, but we were still partying uh, in the garage area, so uh, he came out and met up with us in front of the driller and all that, and it was a, a good time. Had some beers and all that. Uh, I was, of course, the designated driver, so I kept it pretty much between the lines while we were there. Um, but those those two guys got after it a little bit, and um, as we're kind of walking around in the garage area, everyone's you know it's Thursday night. It's it's not the big night yet, so the mood is still pretty pretty light. And somebody had left the officials mic, like, on, and they were just, like, talking shit throughout the expo center off this, like, wireless mic. And uh, some guy started talking about a wet T-shirt contest. Of course, there's, like, Johnny Gibson impersonations, too, which is pretty funny, but then it turned into, like, we're having a wet T-shirt contest up here at the stage, which uh, I forget his last name, but up on that stage, uh, this guy, Bob, who's a painter. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Um, yeah. You know his he full name, crazy Trula? Stuff. I, not, not off the top of my head. He looks like I all of us. Trula. He's got a big beard and long blonde hair. He usually has some sort of racing vintage jacket on or something like that. Cool, cool ass dude. We ended up hanging out with him a little bit. His whole crew is fucking awesome. But what he does at the Chili Bowl, he's a very talented painter, and he'll get up there and he'll paint the uh, Bobby Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore, that's right. And he had his own merch too, which was fucking killer. I uh, regret not buying a T-shirt, um, so Bobby, I owe you one. But <laughs> yeah, <coughs> hang on. I, I'm still coughing shit up from Tulsa. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. I got the <laughs> flu bad. But <laughs> anyway, so Bobby will paint the car that won the prelim night at the end of the night. Beautiful painting of a midget, and then uh, he'll sell it uh, on auction from the stage up there. 
Beautiful painting of a midget. That's if someone's the tuning in to this <laughs> wasn't familiar with midget racing. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know what midgets are, they're little tiny sprint cars pretty much. <laughs> and when I'm talking about midgets, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Your 300 midgets showed up to race in a fucking cattle arena. <laughs> Anyway, he does these amazing paintings. Uh, he auctions them off, and he probably makes a shit ton of money. And these things are awesome. I'd love to have one hanging in my house. But they're all up on this stage, right? And so this guy, whoever it is, gets a hold of the microphone and is announcing this wet T-shirt contest. He's like, I got $100 for the winner. We're like, well, I ain't going to get nobody. And we're kind of walking around doing our laps. We go to the bar a couple times. We meet up with the, the ABR, Alex Bowman's guys, because uh, Kyle, uh, his photographer, is good friends with Alex. So we're kind of shooting the shit with him. And as we're standing there, like, the dollar amount goes up. Well, we got $300 here for the winner of this wet T-shirt contest. What's the temperature inside this place? Oh, it's in the high 40s. (laughs) 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 And as we're standing, the number just keeps going up and going up. And it's like, well, I want to go see this, you know. (laughs) Let's go check this shit out. (laughs) So we kind of wander up there, and there's, you know, it's like, us and I think fucking eventually like um, who the fuck was it um, oh god Buddy Kofoid was up there waiting <laughs> <laughs> he also had one of his cars up there uh, that had been painted for him winning but uh, yeah Buddy Kofoid there's a bunch of people who slowly started to filter in and we didn't realize that there was about a thousand people there by the time the jackpot got up to two grand Jesus. And there are now contestants. So. <laughs> <laughs> and as this was happening, uh, Matthew Dillner and the Flow crew were wandering around um, filming a Chili Bowl After Dark special. <laughs> I forgot all about this part. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of this kind of comes to a head. The competition happens. And uh, there's so many little details here. So I apologize if I'm kind of bouncing around. Um, Dillner and the flow cameras show up. All of a sudden, he's up on stage with the horn, you know, because there's that big air horn that runs off of a fucking DeWalt battery that it, there's a couple of them running around, but uh, that thing gets blown, like, every 30 seconds at the Chili Bowl. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and so Dillner, they're getting the cameras ready and all that because uh, there's going to be a wet T-shirt contest. And then there's uh, one woman on stage who god bless her that was the right thing to do she was making sure everyone turned the cameras off and this is the funniest thing because like the flow guys they had their gear there and they're ready to film all of this shit <laughs> <laughs> it's like everybody turn your cameras off if i see you with your phone out you're getting the fuck out of here blah 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 which is the right thing to do right and this yeah. just the look on dillner's face and then his cameraman is like uh what do we do <laughs> So they turn the cameras off and all that. And as this is going on, I forget this fucking guy's name, and I know it, but it's just escaping me. Uh, the guy who runs the Chili Bowl, the dude with the giant beard he always see on the broadcast, uh, the, the guy that I think he's most famous right now for that video of telling drivers that they're going to fight to do it on the front stretch in front of all the fans, mm-hmm. otherwise you're getting booted. But he rolls up in a <laughs> golf cart, and I was like, oh, is this getting shut down? Of course it's not getting shut down. He gets up on stage and makes it official. It's, all of a sudden, it's sponsored by NOS Energy Drink. and <laughs> the, the contest kicks off, and poor Bobby has all of his paintings, like, lined up on the back of the stage. And then the cases of water start to get dropped on the stage right up front, you know, because it's a wet T-shirt contest, right? Mm-hmm. Then they have to find white T-shirts. <laughs> 
So somebody comes up with a stack of white T-shirts out of their own personal merch for this competition. God bless them. I forget who it was. Uh, <laughs> and so these girls get changed and all that. And then as soon as it becomes time for the contest to happen, I, Bobby and or Bob and his guys kind of realize what's about to happen because people are grabbing mm-hmm. bottles of water and about to start like letting them loose like it's fucking Victor Lane at the Daytona 500. <laughs> and this starts up and him and his guys managed to get those oil paintings off the stage in like five seconds. Because it's like the splash zone and there's like yeah. thousands of dollars of beautiful paintings oh, of midgets. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> so crisis averted. Um, this one How show, many ladies are lined up? There's about five. Okay. And a late entrant ended up being the one who won the contest. Uh, and, you know, it was a little unfair. Like, they did completely flash, which I don't think that passes tech, but I have no problem with it. Uh, <laughs> some lady went home with two grand. <laughs> well, you know, you got to see what the competition is. You, you she, she knew what she was working with. Okay, I got this. And yeah. Get up there and win. But, yeah, I had no, there was literally a thousand people there. We turned around, and I, I got sent a video of it later. Somebody did catch a video from, like, behind everybody, so, you know, mm. everybody's bits and pieces were covered up. But there was a 1,000 fucking people out there watching this. <laughs> and, you know, of course, Flo's there. And then, uh, naturally, uh, within seconds of this happening and the money getting dispersed and the, the, the prized ladies get <laughs> escorted off the stage, uh, all of a sudden, I'm getting interviewed for Flow Racing after dark. <laughs> And so I talk about getting shit-faced, and Dylan talks about my band a little bit. It was really cool. Alex pops yeah. up, and now, again, if you don't know who Alex Hammett is. Um, he's got some good party tricks. He's got great party tricks. He's probably mm-hmm. most famous for being able to put his thumb through a beer and shotgun it. Yeah. Uh, but he's also. Which is not that. Listen, listen, that is not that hard to do. I can do that. We've all done well, that. Well, I've never seen you he's do that. He's got other tricks. So. I haven't seen you <laughs> do it either. So. I, there's I definitely a video him. of me no. in a group chat doing it. No, I don't <laughs> <laughs> But he can also peel the top of a beer off with his teeth. That is a much more. <laughs> it is. And that made it on the flow broadcast, too. And um, so me and Dilner and. Um, uh, Tyler Burnett and Alex and Jay, we just kind of walk around the building a little bit more. And, you know, again, shout out to Dillner. Like, he, um, we sat with him in the Rowdies for a little bit. Uh, that guy is just such a nice dude. Um, such a race fan. Like, he has the best job in the fucking world being able to tell mm-hmm. the stories that come out of that place. And it's cool that he still has that. And him and his whole crew still have that sort of, you know, zest and zeal for what's actually happening and being able to enjoy it as a fan and understanding how special all this shit is. You know, I know I'm talking about a wet t-shirt contest right now, but like (laughs) the whole, the whole scene is, you know, is something special. And, uh, he, he still has his whole crew has that attitude and I appreciate that. So it was awesome to be able to bump into him all weekend. And he gave me the heads up on where the good chicken and a stick in the building was. So I appreciate that. That saved my life at least once. Um, (laughs) anyway, so we decided that the party's cooked there. Everyone's going over to rodeo bar, which, uh, I guess we decide we're going to go there, too. So we take the Jeep, drop it off the hotel, hop in the lift, because I'm ready to get fucked up at this point. I'm tired of watching other people get drunk. It's my turn. Uh, we get over to Rodeo Bar, and, the, and uh, I've just got a poor Lyft driver. <laughs> just listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I had liquor on me in the car, but I, I don't remember anymore. But anyway, we end up at Rodeo Bar. Um, and the only reason I mentioned the name of this is because um, – uh, it'll make sense in a second, but we show up to this place. And I'm like, is this a fucking strip club? Cause it feels like a strip club. <laughs> and you walk in, 
all of a sudden I'm getting like patted down by a guy, you know. Fortunately, mm. I left my knife behind, which was smart. Yeah. And I'm paying $10 and like, this is a fucking strip club. It has to be. <laughs> sure enough, it's not. It's just a really shitty, like, shit kicker honky tonk that they're just playing like Lil John and shit in. And the entire racing world is inside this building. And we walk in, and within 30 seconds of being there, Alex, like, grabs somebody. He's like, oh, what's up, baby? And, like, gives him a big hug and shakes him around like a little rag doll. And I look, and it's fucking Kyle Larson. (laughs) And he just kind of looks at me, just like, Larson looks at me, just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I don't know. Video. And, I, and I ask Alex, do you know Larson? And he's like, he may not remember, but he knows me. <laughs> I guess they partied in Tulsa before. Oh, anyway, this bar fucking sucks. It's completely packed. Again, we're, we're hanging out with, um, not with Alex Bowman, but a lot of his crew guys, Kyle. There's a couple mm-hmm. other dudes whose names are escaping me, but um, what a solid bunch the ABR team is, though. Uh, really, really fucking like those guys. I even bought a hat. I'm wearing it right now because uh, <laughs> they How were, many hats and t-shirts did you come home with oh, is what I, I want to know. I got a T-Mez hoodie because uh, I appreciate him, and then I, uh, I got this mm-hmm. this hat from the, the Bowman guys. So okay. I kept it pretty light. Uh, <laughs> I am unemployed still, so I can't spend all the money in the world. <laughs> Hope you get your mom something is all <laughs> I have to say. But, yeah, so, so my, also my mom is texting me um, uh watching this and i'm texting my mom about midget racing as i'm at the chili bowl earlier in the night which that was a really fucking cool moment for me that's real cute yeah uh but anyway like we we were in this place and they have like two bartenders working and they're only selling beer by the bucket and you have to bring your own bucket up to the bar to get the beer so it's like this whole process of you versus short track america trying to find an empty fucking bucket (laughs) so you can go pay way too much for beers and so so this is the rodeo bar that larson talked about yeah and so larson i had no idea yeah larson tweeted out about um he didn't mention alex so i guess he did remember him (laughs) (laughs) but he tweeted out about things that could be better about the chili bowl things that went well sort of his breakdown and the last little bullet point he made was the rodeo bar needs three times as many bartenders (laughs) and better security for him yeah straight up because he got assaulted but (laughs) but we eventually did get a bucket of beers and uh we stood around i lost my voice pretty much in full on thursday night because we were standing around anytime somebody walked by with a bucket of beer we would just scream call bears at him (laughs) who's got the call bears and that was it amazing we didn't get thrown out of there but i guess we were pretty calm um yeah the stars the stars of short track racing were in there Uh, (laughs) jesus yeah we um hey ricky thornton jr was up in there we made him laugh by screaming at him uh i forget who else but in the back of the hotel pretty it's like probably three or four in the morning when we got back but, uh, yeah, fuck Rodeo Bar. That place needs a lot more than new bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> so We didn't even have a wet T-shirt contest. Didn't even. Yeah. I think they closed the bar down early, too, because they literally ran out of beer. Because I don't think they expected that, that many people to show right. up. But mm-hmm. Yeah, line dancing, lots of line dancing. I didn't see anybody mm-hmm. notable out there line dancing. But I did see some dude. He picked up a girl. They, they were, it was like a slow dance. And he, like, lifted her up. And held her by her shoulders with her legs up in the air like a fucking, like a figure skater. 
and he carried did one full lap around the entire dance floor with this chick <laughs> upside down with her legs up in the air <laughs> precariously balanced <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> god i know i'm forgetting something from from that night uh, we found some weed on the ground at the chili bowl too that was cool uh <laughs> <laughs> so friday um we wake up and uh god what the fuck did we even do we went to this great place up? <laughs> it was probably like 11 or noon something like that okay, we hopped in a car decent. went to a great place called dilly diner or dilly's diner one of the two it's in downtown tulsa great food super awesome staff they took great care of us uh ended up shooting something with the bartender um <laughs> but she was awesome and the food was awesome so if you're ever in tulsa i recommend going downtown and checking that place out um and then we headed over to uh the expo center for friday night uh just more of the same really great night of midget racing uh again the preliminary nights are way better racing saturday is just so long it's yeah. just so fucking long and uh at some point i think the only real highlight that i can think of that i want to talk about on the show here because the racing again it was great um but we like i said we've been riding dirty all weekend like nobody had wristbands we just kind of walked in oh yeah yeah and uh jay got busted on friday <laughs> dang it jay. Pretty, pretty early on he got he, got yeah. wrong. he had to go buy a wristband yeah. um and we don't see him for a while because i think he's out wandering the pits talking to people whatever the fuck i don't know so it's just me and alex for a good chunk of the night and uh of course like alex i don't know if this is a party trick or just who he is um but he rarely has a shirt on and of course, yeah, this shirt is, just who he is. He's got <laughs> he's got the gator on, and he's got the the glasses on, the safety glasses. But that chest is exposed. <laughs> Those nipples are rock hard because it's freezing in there. And real quick, before I get any further into this, and uh, I'm gonna have to try and like jog some of these memories. And I've brought myself a little uh, uh, pack to help me do that. Here, I have some 99 bananas nips next to me, <laughs> and some Zen pouches because that's. <laughs> what I lived off of pretty much for three days. So I'm going to put a 99 banana sniff me and try and help me to remember this shit. Mm. And I'm going to put a Zim pouch in. Which, by the way, folks. Yeah, what? You ever, um, you ever had Zim before? No. You're one of those bros now, huh? of that. Dude. No. <laughs> it is like zero to six beers in like ten minutes. It's amazing. <laughs> so uh, I'll say this. as as I, I don't want to get into those fucking things, but uh, sometimes if I'm, if I'm smoking a blunt, say, with a natural tobacco leaf, you get that little tobacco buzz going. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming a zin is just that buzz times ten. Basically. It is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And Alex handed me and was like, you want a pouch? Because uh, I wanted a cigarette real bad, but I didn't have any. He was like, well, here, how about you have a Zim pouch? Let's let's party. And I was fucking <laughs> shocked. Like, I was like, I'm going to get thrown out of the fucking chili bowl looking like this because I'm swerving. <laughs> like, it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like, um, Alex decides that uh, we should take a little walk, you know? And we got, our, we got our shit laid out in the stands. We're safe from the rowdies at this point. We made a lot of friends. Uh, we're up there with, like, Hank Davis and uh, oh that guy Rowdy shout out to Rowdy Granger um, he was there on Thursday night um, I think he knows true love right you guys hung out at Wilkesboro uh, yeah we we randomly met at North Wilkesboro so I've yeah. got my own stories about Rowdy yeah he randomly sat behind us or we sat in front of him and his family and uh, some of these some of these chicks he was with 
on Thursday night, and we had us a hell of a time. So shout out to Rowdy if you happen to be listening. I bet you are, but if you are, uh, I'll see you next year in Tulsa, baby. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, this is now day two of us. I'll see him at North Wilkesboro. Exactly. I know we'll run into him somewhere. Um, Yeah. Slim dude, a little mustache, vintage jacket. Can't miss him. But (laughs) (laughs) But um, at this point, we're like – we're in the rowdies now we have the people we're sitting around we have friends from all over the country we've we've either alex already knew or we've become friends with them um and we're able to lay our shit out across the bleachers and make sure our seats are safe which is i don't think you can ask for anything better because <laughs> the rowdies is a fun section uh, for those of you who don't know what that is the top row rowdies is the the party section at the chili bowl it's general admission and uh, it's really... And you said they banned marshmallows this year They something? did. So there, there's a thing for a long time where they were throwing marshmallows around. Like, people would throw them at each other or onto the track, and then drivers during track prep would throw them back, and it became a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But they had to ban them because people were starting to put weights in them to make them go farther. <laughs> <laughs> and they were going to have to start teching the fucking marshmallows. And Dilner told me this. He's like, leave it to racers to fuck a good thing up. <laughs> So instead of having to take marshmallows on the way in, they they just banned them outright. There was a bag up there. Someone got them in, but they they kept them pretty pretty mellow. (laughs) Anyway, so we decide we're going to take another lap, you know, go get a shot of moonshine from our girl at the other end of the garage uh, and just kind of, you know, walk the grounds and see him getting set up for the uh, C or B man. I can't remember which one it was at this point. It was probably the B since it was a prelim night. And, uh, I think oh we went outside to smoke a cigarette is what it was and alex has no shirt on right i have my hoodie on because i'm a sensible man (laughs) (laughs) i'm able to walk right back in no problem Mm. because alex gets grabbed by whoever's running the door course because his co- wrists were fully exposed yeah. and he starts showing his wristband from rodeo <laughs> what, that's it it's on the wrong arm it's you know <laughs> and this guy like it's the most cartoon ejection i've ever mm. seen just like grabs his wrist pulls it off with the knife i don't know where you got that but you can't be in here and i just kind of like <laughs> same thing that happened a little later when we lost our buddy <laughs> i just kind of went blank and like faded into the darkness and like uh, yeah. started texting me because they wouldn't let him go back and get his shit and by this point, the temperature had dropped to, like, 10 degrees outside. Oh, it was fucking cold. Fucked. It was fucked. So, like, I went and got his shit, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. met him outside. We did a quick lap and just went in the next available door. Yeah. <laughs> <Right back laughs> Watch the A-Man. That's, that's the way you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, uh, and at this point, like I said, Jay, our buddy, was with us. We had lost him. Uh, I think he was on the phone with somebody. I don't know. We, we just lost him. <laughs> We'd been partying. And... We're texting him all night up in the rallies. We're screaming, where's Jay? You know, and <laughs> people are doing it with us. <laughs> he gone. Jay's just gone. We don't know where the fuck he, he is. And we decide um, we're going to Lenny's, which this year was pretty dead. Typically, that's a place where people will go party, like a lot of the teams and shit. Um, mm-hmm. Our hotel was walking distance from Lenny's uh, on purpose because yeah. they, they hold like chili bowl after parties and shit like that. So. We say fuck it at the end of the night. We did our laps. We're drunk enough. We're taking a cab over to Lenny's, and we're going to party there. And I, Jay will find his way back. He's got a key, right? And mm-hmm. as we're getting into the lift in front of the Golden Driller statue, Jay just appears out of fucking nowhere. Oh, what's up, guys? 
so he gets a ride back with us over to Lenny's. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck were you? I was like, at the Chili Bowl. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we go to Lenny's and we end up, there's like no one there for most of the hour we're there, but we power hour it and we sing along with a Poison cover band for a little while. And they played uh, Friends in Low Places and that's when I blacked out a little bit. <laughs> and again, like our hotel, a beautiful La Quinta Inn and Suites. I'm going to put the Zen pouch Ooh. in now because this is going to help me unlock some shit. Okay. <laughs> Uh, somehow, next thing I know, I'm at a hotel that's not ours, even though our La Quinta <laughs> is like, you can see it from Lenny's. Uh-huh. I'm like, what the fuck happened? And uh, we're at, like, the, the ABR guy's hotel somehow. And apparently I was drunk enough to not recognize any of them because I just walked past them. I'm like, hey, Rob! And I just kind of, like, dead-eyed him and walked right past. <laughs> and I was just like... I was too drunk to set up Lyft in my phone because I got logged out for some reason. Oh, I couldn't no, type that's that. That's the worst. <laughs> and I was like, and I looked at the map and I was like, fuck it. It's only a half hour walk back. Oh, I'm out of no. here. And I just, <laughs> no. the next memory I have is I'm buying a big old bag of Cheetos at a fucking Speedway across <laughs> the street from this hotel. And I'm just cussing them on the way back, mm. you know, because I'm by myself. I'm like, fuck you oh, guys. No. I think Jay sent a text everybody's like, I'm back at the hotel and I just I just said good for you. <laughs> and I I show back up and um the only reason I know this is because and I can confirm this is a real memory, is that uh, I found some of the Cheetos that I pulled out of my beard in the the elevator the next morning. <laughs> But I ate this whole big bag of Cheetos on this walk. It's 10 degrees. I don't know how fucking long oh I was out God. there. Got back to the hotel safe and sound. You know. That's a miracle. And I think my phone might have been dead or I just wasn't paying attention because I had some missed calls when I plugged it back in from, mm. from Alex. Um, but he had said he was back at the room. That's one thing I do remember. But he wasn't mm -hmm. in there when I got there. And I was too drunk to remember that he didn't have a key. I thought he worked it out with Jay. Mm. So come four in the morning... At three in the morning, like, apparently he was pounding on the fucking hotel room door trying to get back in. Oh, my God. And, like, the neighbor came out and was, like, telling they're going to call the cops on. I was like, this is my fucking room. I just don't have a guy. I assume he had a shirt on at this point. Uh, who knows? And I woke up the next morning, and there's like, you know, 15 missed calls. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Fortunately, Alex has friends in Tulsa, so he made it across town and continued the party. And we all linked back up, and it was all good. He wasn't mad about it. At least he didn't say he was. <laughs> and we ended up, uh, yeah, I don't know when we linked up again. It was pretty early. Went and got um, brunch at this place called Smoke. Again, another good restaurant. Tulsa's got some good food, man, I'm telling you. Really good food. Also, uh, at Dilly's, that place, uh, best Bloody Mary I think I've ever had. You know, a lot of a lot of bartenders will say that they make the best Bloody Mary you've ever had. Oh, I'll make a good one. It's like bullshit you do. But this this lady actually did it right. We had two or three of them when we were there because they were so good, which probably is why well, we that's lost probably Jay. Why you thought it was the best. <laughs> it was just real well balanced and spicy. A lot of the time it just didn't taste like nothing, but this one was great. Anyway, um Saturday, uh we get we go have brunch, pick up some nips at the liquor liquor store next door getting ready and the thing about the chili bowl is that they start running at 9 a.m with like the z mains or whatever and unfortunately it is too much because 
it causes the track to suffer because there's so much rubber getting put into it. And even when they redo the racetrack, it's still tore up. And with a 55-lap feature at the end of a full fucking day of racing, even with track prep, that thing's going to rubber out pretty quick. So this year's feature wasn't that great, unfortunately. Um, all the heats were fucking awesome. Uh, the pole shootout was probably the most fun I've had watching race cars in a long time. Uh, that's when they send, uh, they take the top eight or ten. I think it's the top eight. I can't remember. But um, they send them out two at a time. And who, it's like a king of the hill thing, right? Oh, yeah. And that is so much fun to watch. And Hank Davis, the local hero, um, doesn't race a ton. I think he just does the Chili Bowl these days. And he was up there partying with us in the Rowdies in this fucking like, disco ball helmet. <laughs> disco ball. <laughs> that thing was amazing. Yeah. But he... He whooped just about everybody up till they got to the end when Tanner Thorson and Logan CV got out there. And, uh, yeah, that was so much fun. Uh, we lost Jay. I don't know what happened to him. I didn't see him again for the rest of the trip once we got there. <laughs> Not even kidding. <laughs> he was gone. Put a leash on that man. But uh, he called me on Sunday, or and he said he was okay. So <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> But, yeah, really long day of racing. Again, the prelims are always better than the main event day. Um, all the heat races were really good, uh, but the feature itself was kind of dog shit. Um, Buddy Colfoy kept Logan CV pretty honest, but there's not a whole lot he could have done uh, to catch him, and Logan CV just whooped their asses. Um, and that's not – that wasn't a surprise, like, at all. Because <laughs> he's probably on the hottest streak of anybody in midget racing right now. Um, what else happened on – Saturday. God, I don't even know, to be honest with you. It was just Saturday to me was more just like trying to take in the event. I was yeah. hammered, Recovering. don't get me wrong. Oh, you were still partying. Oh, I was well Saturday was the, the <laughs> yeah. Sunday I yeah. had to drive back to Arkansas and that was mm-hmm. fucking terrible in its own right, but but I just tried to take in the event. Sitting up in the rowdies, um, all the driver intros. Oh, yeah, fucking Cannon McIntosh wrecked Thomas Rez- Meserol for no fucking oh, that's reason. that's right. Yeah. And he got the I biggest did. booze I've ever heard at a racetrack <laughs> when they announced him for the A feature. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> Can't drive Cannon. <laughs> also, shout out to T-Mez. That guy fucking rules. I got to meet him a couple times over the weekend. Alex is good friends with him, so we popped in and said hi to him uh, a few of times. But, yeah. What a nice guy. And before um, I wrap this up, this is where I was going to get in my rant about Joey Logano, talking about NASCAR fans being spoiled. Because I want to give a shout-out to Chase Briscoe, who also ran the Chili Bowl. Always does pretty good. He's pretty handy in a dirt car. I got to watch him whoop the shit out of the entirety of New England dirt racing at Loudoun this year. Did you see him at Rodeo by chance? I bet he was there. Probably I'm sure he was. But he had that beautiful Mahindra tractors, sparkly red, candy apple red midget. It looked fucking awesome. Could not get a picture that did it justice. Because it was so pretty. But this motherfucker is out there selling his own t-shirts. Standing at this little short folding table from like tractor supply or fucking harbor freight or something. <laughs> selling his own wares. Talking to whoever. Nice. Even Larson's out there doing the same thing. Ricky Stenhouse is just walking around. Taking time, talking to people. And you have somebody like Joey Logano or Jim Utter or any of these other motherfuckers (laughs) out there talking about how fans are spoiled and they have it too good and they don't know. Go to the fucking Chili Bowl, bitch. Like, (laughs) I met more NASCAR drivers. And then Alex Bowman's team, for example. Alex was just hanging out. He was playing crew chief, so I think he was kind of sparse. But he was definitely out partying. 
he was hanging out. You could have talked to Alex Bowman if you wanted to. Like, and Kyle Larson is as good as it gets in NASCAR. There's like four or five drivers on his level, I'd say, right? You know, like, yeah. And just the fact that he's just there, he's not hiding from anybody. He has no reason to hide, and he's happy to talk to everyone and meet every single person that fucking walks up. And you got getting chased, bear hugs, giving, yeah, and getting abused <laughs> at the rodeo bar. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to, to all that talk from these, you know, NASCAR guys saying that uh, the fans have it too good, you have no fucking idea. <laughs> and fuck you. <laughs> I will be booing Joey Logano. I already was. But right. right. <laughs> Just keep it going. But I'm going to keep that going. Because <laughs> fuck that. Because like we have some of the best fucking drivers in the world walking around there, whether it's dirt, asphalt, whatever the fuck. Ricky Thornton Jr. is hanging out too. That guy has no reason to talk to anybody anymore, but he he does. And I, I would say any... the only <coughs> oh, who wants to go first. You go mm-hmm. first, Ashley. I was just gonna ask if you saw any uh, darfs with like shopping carts full of diecasts. No, not a one. No. <clears throat> well, that 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 actually plays in great with what I was about to say. I I think. You know, granted, there's plenty of very enthusiastic, but also respectful and knowledgeable, well-seasoned NASCAR fans that, if they had the given access that you guys get at short tracks, would know how to behave themselves. Fair. And that's fair. Yeah. I, I I do feel like also at short track stuff because at this point now I've been to a bunch of races myself and been in the pits. I would say 80 to 90 percent of the people at those races know what the fuck's up. Like, nobody's bugging drivers. Nobody's getting in the way. Sure. Like, you you really, it's a seasoned thing to be able to get that access as a fan and, like, nobody fuck it up for anybody else. Well, that was, the next thing I was going to say, like, for all you fans out there that want to meet these people, it is possible for you to do so. (laughs) Unless it's Joey Logano, of course, then I guess you're (laughs) shit out of luck. But even Chase Elliott, when he showed up to the Chili Bowl, he's hanging out. You know, he wasn't there this year, but when he ran, and he didn't run all that good, granted, but he was accessible. You could go talk to that fucking guy if you wanted to. I And these guys are humans, and they're happy to, you know, be humans to you as long as you treat them as such. So it is it, it is definitely a two-way street, but, like, it so made me— just be cool. Exactly. It just made me, yeah. it made me so mad in that moment that there's Chase Briscoe right fucking there, and he's selling his T-shirts, collecting cash from fans, giving hugs, taking pictures, you know— Giving his time, which he does need to prep for this shit. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's still a serious race. And he's putting the time in with the people that keep the lights on for him. And I really respect the fuck out of that, particularly Chase Briscoe. Uh, it was awesome to see that. And I've always liked him, but I'm definitely going to uh, give him a little extra woohoo at driver intros from now on <laughs> because that was fucking cool to see. Uh, but, yeah, like, you're right, Brian. Like, as far as fans are concerned, like, if you're cool to these people, then we won't have to hear people like that whine and uh, say that you have it spoiled and maybe you'll get more access uh, if you just be cool. But, yeah. yeah, boy, just to see that in person, it really, really, maybe I was shit-faced. I don't know, but it fired me the fuck up. <laughs> the Zen pouches. The Zen, I was sailing on Zen pouches. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm forgetting something from, from Saturday night. Um, I know it for a fact, but we did, like I said, I was really just trying to, like, soak it all in, just being having that confetti rain down on you in the rowdy section, you know, it's just god it's fucking awesome and each night i was privileged enough to be able to get down on the racetrack and take a lap walk around you know touch the surface you know see just how rubbered in it is i got my alex and i got our photo on in victory lane you know in front of the banner and all that (laughs) and just being able to soak that place in uh was just it's an experience that i will take to my fucking grave 
Like there, it was, it was awesome. And I, I cannot stress enough to all of you listening, if you have the ability, even if it's just one prelim night. And like I said, the racing's better on Monday through Friday anyway. So if you're able to go check that out, I would 100% recommend it. Put it on your bucket list. If there's a driver you want to meet uh, and you can be fucking cool about it, this is your place <laughs> to do it. Tulsa's an awesome town, and uh, I, if I can swing it next year, I will 100% be back at that. Um, I'm starting to add a lot of these events I have to go to every single year. Uh, the list is getting very long, so i got to pick up like a couple additional jobs to make this happen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, Chili Bowl is fucking awesome. Uh, and, like I said, just if you can go, just go. Just fucking go. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we really need much more of an endorsement than that whole story, do we, mm-hmm. folks? Um, I, I really appreciate the nonstop, nonstop video updates that I was getting... Oh, that's right. Yeah, we the were, entire yeah, we're trip bothering the Alex. fuck out of y'all. <laughs> they were so entertaining. I loved all of them. Probably can't speak about all of them on here, but oh, one yeah. other one other thing I will say uh, as we close this out or my chili bowl experience out anyway, is that the chili bowl flu is 100% real. You breathe in methanol for days in a row, you will get sick. I felt fucking hungover for days, and it wasn't just because the booze, because that went away. But it was definitely like I was poisoned. And Matthew Dillner gave me really good advice, and I'm going to share that with you guys. It did help a little bit. It didn't save me completely because uh, I wasn't diligent about it. But bring a neti pot with you and flush your sinuses as soon as you get back and watch Smart. all that black shit that comes out of your nose. Ugh, and it God. will it will help you a little bit. Were <laughs> you poisoned worse than you would be if you chugged rowdy energy? I felt pretty awful when i got back so i after the chili bowl i had to drive to the airport and pick my wife up in a snowstorm and as we're like chugging along at 10 miles and they don't clear the roads in the south because they just let god take care of that and i'm like we don't what? believe in salt yeah. around here white fortunately i had a fucking jeep i was in so i'm still white knuckling it in a fucking four-wheel drive you know like in four or five inches of snow that has never been treated um <laughs> just slowly dying and like shivering like it was awful <laughs> uh, let's see anything else I want to talk about here oh, there's a guy in a Kevin Ward Jr. shirt up in the rallies that was pretty funny uh, hell yeah Alex sent me a picture That's of that the weed man, man. <laughs> see that makes me not want to get rid of the Aaron Fike shirt that I have wear that, that fit shit me. wear it <laughs> But yeah, um, uh, again, shout out to um, all the ABR guys. Uh, they were fucking awesome. Uh, Kyle Beckman, amazing photographer. Uh, any cool photos you see coming out of that camp, he probably took them. Uh, also got to link up with one of our uh, former guests, good buddies. Um, oh, what the fuck was his name? I'm such an asshole. Uh, <laughs> Steve Owen. I don't know what he does with the Bowman guys, but uh, I know he hangs out with uh, our good buddy, uh, Mike, who was on the show earlier oh, this season. Steve that I met at yeah. Martinsville? Yeah, yeah, oh. you know Steve. Yeah, he was there yeah, too. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's fucking amazing. And it was really cool to hang out. He was there on Saturday only, but he was hanging oh, out with yeah. all the same crew that we um, were hanging out with for Thursday and Friday, and it was yeah. it was a blast to chill with him. He tried to make it over to the Rowdies with us, but it was a little too packed by the time uh, he was yeah. able to break away. But it was awesome to link up with him, and uh, oh, yeah. we'll all end up at a racetrack at some point together. But, yeah, just a lot of great people this year. Um and again, just just go, just fucking go to the chili bowl, and that's it. I'll, <laughs> I've been talking for like an hour, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we're all here for was the chili bowl story. So. <laughs> um, well, well, we'll wrap up this uh, season premiere episode with with uh, two things real quick. One, before we get into the little video that we have, um, some 
brief breaking news um, oh. uh, while, I, while I was listening to your story there. So it was announced earlier today that there's going to be some sort of NASCAR electric vehicle demonstration at the Clash next weekend. Oh, and uh, Rob, you get one guess as to who's going to be driving that car. The electric hmm. one? Yeah. Oh, God. Now, why would I ask you that question? It's got to be whack. Um, it... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, motherfucker. You should, you should have already guessed this by now. <laughs> it's not Ty Gibbs, is it? No, it's David Reagan. Oh. Oh. <laughs> why? <laughs> what do you mean, why? <laughs> You're the David Reagan super fan. Of course it's no, that's why. No, why David Reagan? Probably because he's like, I don't know, he's in the 500, but not driving mm. in the Clash. I don't fucking know. Weird. Regardless, he'll be there Slim and he's picking. doing it. So. Damn, huh. so there's that. Um, David Reagan, huh? Weird. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Ty Gibbs. He has to plug his little tail into the fucking ignition yeah. to get it started. <laughs> thought it'd be someone young and hip and relevant. No, baby. It's the pride of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and the other thing, I guess, which ties into the uh, video of the week, um, you know, we were talking about a bunch of dead things earlier on in the show, and unfortunately, oh, during the winter break, uh, we lost uh, one of the legendary drivers of sport, Cale Yarborough. He passed yeah, away right around Christmas time, I want to say, yeah, maybe New just Year's after Eve. Christmas. New Year's Eve. New, okay. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, being that he is one of the most legendary drivers of all time there are obvious uh, obvious plenty of tributes throughout the sport and one of the things that got posted was a, a brief little eight minute video on uh, the nascar youtube page and the website and all that stuff which was it was very clearly um cut up from i don't know what old sort of documentary show or I video know. or i want to see the rest of it whatever well, the, it was. the first yeah, half so of it i've definitely seen before i just can't remember what it came from yeah, I, 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 there wasn't really any info in the video either, but regardless, there's a bunch of old, uh, I think, 79 footage, um, and all the kale clips were cut out. Um, it's a nice little, uh, you know, there's some racetrack footage, but there's also some footage of him uh, at home. Uh, he's driving a blazer, doing his uh, city councilman job. Like, he's like oh, a yeah. councilman in... in Florence County, uh, South Carolina, which was where he lived, um, and uh, you know, it's it's a neat little video. Just again, very cool archival footage, behind the scenes shot on film stuff. I don't really have a ton of notes myself, other than the fact that uh, there's a lot of shots of Darlington. And granted, this was seventy nine, eighty. Darlington was like shit back then. Like yeah, even <laughs> like the stands looked like they were falling off. apart. The the uh, radio like the, the announce yeah. tower looked like shit. Everything looked awful. Like and this was at at you know Darlington was even at that point one of the the biggest tracks in all of NASCAR. Yeah. So that was it looks like Thompson now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very strange. But uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about the video. What do you what do you guys have to say? Uh, for me, just visually, this video was amazing. Like, it was, like, peak yeah. 70s, like, you know, the cars, the colors, yeah. the style, like, yeah. peak 70s racing, like, straight-up porn for me, who, yeah. like, nerds out on this shit. De so. Definitely something that we would have featured as a video of the week. Either one of the sources of that, we would have, because I think it's two different uh, sources they pulled 
from for that yeah. tribute. Yeah, it seemed like two different things. Either yeah. one of those would end up being a video of the week on a good week on this show. So the fact yeah. that NASCAR is putting that out there, I think they have that giant vault of footage that they're starting to release. Uh, it was really cool to see that. And it was kind of funny watching Kale Yarborough run like the fucking county DOT or whatever, <laughs> fixing roads and all that. <laughs> talking on a walkie-talkie and shit. Which, and granted, you were talking about earlier how uh, – you know, Batesville is the home of Mark Martin. Uh, this was a great example of of a city uh, being proud of its driver. Uh, you know, there's oh, yeah. a Kale Yarbrough sign yeah. going into town, and I there were definitely more like that way back in the day. I, I definitely have seen photos of like a Tim Richmond one in his hometown. I wonder if any of that stuff still exists. Yeah. But, uh, um, My favorite shot though was the uh, the pit crew member eating fried chicken in the middle of the race. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. those hands um, all nice and slick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listening. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, if you haven't checked that out, that's going to be on our video of the week playlist. And, um, you know, since since this, I guess, technically is going to be the start of the season, we're going to be, uh, you know, we'll do a clash preview show next week and whatever little no, uh, news happens between now and then yeah um might as well throw the video of the week for next week up and i'm gonna be starting off this season with uh, a video posted by nascar man uh, a few weeks ago it is the best of inside nascar 1985 uh, i believe oh, this yeah. was kind of like a news type show that uh, i'm assuming was run on, on tnn or one of those channels but um i already watched this and i'm gonna watch it again to go do some more thorough notes but there were a lot of really cool little bits and pieces with uh you know some some drivers that you might not know, um, and I would say probably the most interesting uh, video to me was uh, they do an interview with Wendell Scott, yes. um, which I don't think I've ever seen Wendell Scott actually speak on video. No, so I haven't either. Getting, I was a surprise. Getting to see that was, was very cool. So uh, that'll be on the Video Week playlist. It's an hour and a half and is worth every second of your time watching it. Again, the archival stuff, it's, it's very, very cool. So uh, that'll be our Video of the Week next week to talk about. And Yeah, I mean... We're just getting ready for the clash, getting ready for the NASCAR season, and um, I don't think I have anything going on until next weekend, so I don't know about you guys. No, not really. Mm. Me nope. and Andy were talking about maybe going up to the Petty Museum because he used to work with the guy who used to be Petty's hauler driver back in the day, so oh, no I don't know. We'll see. That's cool. You should do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give us something to talk about. <laughs> I have no plans to talk about, but I do want to give a, a quick shout out to the the whole Wallace family right now. Uh, I know we're not the biggest Mike Wallace fans on this show, but sadly nope. his wife Carla passed away uh, uh, after a long battle with cancer. Uh, I believe it was yesterday, the day before. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who listen to the show that know that family very well, and they're hurting right now. And I know Mike and the whole gang definitely are. So I just want to shout them out. And now uh, we are um, thinking and praying for you guys. Sending up all those good thoughts, and um, you know, hate to see somebody lose their life to cancer so young. She yeah. wasn't that old, so. Um, but yeah, we're thinking about you, and uh, uh, you know, I like to, you know, yeah. I always like to put my own personal opinions aside when it comes to stuff like that, because that sort of shit yeah. is always so much heavier and real. Uh, and also, I want to give a shout out to um, uh, some friends of mine. Uh, we lost. Well, a hold on. Speaking of the Wallace family, though. Uh, oh, that's right. Our, our fate. Our favorite. Wallace uh, adjacent family member Jughead apparently he's not doing too well uh, I, I know that. they had him in the Mayo Clinic and, and Kenny went to visit him last week and they apparently went out to eat but uh, not that he ever looked amazing but he's not looking very good right now so hopefully they get something sorted out with him because we're, we're all pulling for Jughead I want to meet that guy so uh, yeah I know him yeah. uh, 
but yeah, that was uh, yeah, a lot of sad stuff going. We lost a friend in our friend group uh, this week too, uh, very unexpectedly. So um, uh, shout out to all of their friends. Um, I don't want to say the name on the show or anything like that because I don't think anyone who listens to this knows. But uh, yeah, uh, if you uh, if you ever need somebody out there uh, for a little positive uh, affirmation in tough times, reach out to us because <laughs> we all go through it. So <laughs> yeah. Sure. But yeah, I, with that said, um, so happy to be back here uh, doing this uh, for season two. I know we were only gone for like what fucking three weeks, <laughs> but it felt like a long time. So it feels like a long time. Yeah, it's, it's good to be able to be on the horn with you guys and uh, all the listeners out there. And uh, we're looking forward to another full season here to talk shit about so big time shit. auto racing. So. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time for Ashley's favorite part of the show: oh. the plugs. Oh, um, we're not as... this out for season two. Fuck. No, no, no absolutely <laughs> not. Still you. Um, <laughs> as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Meet Me at Applebee's, and uh, while Twitter is still a thing, it's Meet Me at the Bees, even though I don't use it at all there. Uh, Speedway screens on all the things: uh, SpeedwayTSJ.etsy.com, and I don't have a timeline for it, but I. I came up with an idea for our first piece of merch and uh i'm not gonna say anything else about it but uh maybe in the next month or two we'll we'll see some traction on that so keep your eyes peeled it's but, a big uh, foam hat and it's mozzarella sh- <laughs> uh stick shaped folks yeah. oh, jesus Robbie, you spoiled the surprise brian's face uh, right on the end of it on the business yeah. end yeah. uh but ashley now it's your turn it's it uh yeah still Snake Mountain True Love. I don't know. Maybe I'll share some pictures from some shit or something on there, but mm, I don't know what else you people want from me. Yeah, well, I can I tell did, you, <laughs> anything that she's talked about on the show here, she has posted photos of. So her going to Atlanta and all that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to know what she's talking about? That's a good place to go. Yeah. <laughs> maybe pick up. I a, did get some uh, film back today from like 20 years ago that I had laying around. Oh shit. And it ended up being pictures of a time that i went to go to a meet and greet with casey kane so oh. maybe i'll throw those up there bleach tips and all huh yeah <laughs> uh, my personal instagram is rob Motes underscore unofficial there's nothing to look at there but my band these wild planes is gonna be putting some tour dates out pretty soon uh we're going to hit in the road in march uh we'll be backing up a very special lady who i can't announce just yet but it's gonna be one mm. of her first big tours of the full band and uh you do not want to miss uh, I'll just say fucking old Charlie Marie. She's a pretty hot to trot country singer, and um, she's <laughs> very good. And I know there's a lot of people out there down south who want to see her, and some of y'all are going to get your first chance to do that, and those dates will be coming out pretty soon here if you follow these wild planes anywhere on the Internet. So Nice. Been looking forward to hearing those dates. Hell yes. Cool. Hopefully you make it to Cleveland this time around, man. That's not the South, but one of these days we will. <laughs> hey, you Real know. quick, I, I do want to give a, a big shout-out to the Ohio Department of Transportation. You guys know how to fucking treat a highway in the winter. God bless you, motherfuckers. I drove back all the way from Arkansas, and those are the cleanest roads anywhere I've ever seen. So kudos to Ohio. I never thought I'd say that. I talk a lot of shit about Ohio on this show. It is not the barren wasteland that I make it out to be completely. They at least have nice roads. So, good job, guys. <laughs> well, you, you were in Columbus, so you were you were in the exact opposite of the barren wasteland that is most of Ohio. All but, dirt uh, roads up top, yeah. Yeah. You 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 were you saw a little bit of it, but yeah. only from the highway. Well, they do good a good job down south. So, kudos for keeping me safe. <laughs> there you go. 
All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for this week's trip to Applebee's. Uh, We will see you all next week.